Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. There's a lot of talent in that block, huh? Are any of the uh, filmmakers and or creators of any of those wonderful projects here? And if so, would you like to come on down? We'll do, we got about 10 minutes for a Q&A here. Hello there. There you go. You can use that. Pass that around to these nice folks. No other filmmakers here who created any of those things? No? Okay. So, okay, so uh, Passage, that was shot, you were saying that was in Richmond, right? Yes. So, uh, how did, I mean, uh, you know, in Los Angeles, you got to pay a lot of money to, to shoot just like the exterior shots and whatnot. Was, were the people in Richmond pretty open to letting you just kind of shoot in their areas or what? Yeah, we got to shoot on a live train track set. So, they were pretty like, yeah, go have fun. Go, go have fun on the train? <laughs> on the train track? Well, that wasn't, yeah. There's, we didn't know yeah, it was going to be. Know it was live, yeah. <laughs> so, they were, oh. The, the film office was great just because we were a small crew they kind of said as long as the you know wherever you're shooting as long as it's okay but city of richmond was basically like don't block streets so we pretty much had a lot of options to choose from what was that was that crazy to have so many options to go well there's a carnival let's go chew over there or there's a bookstore <laughs> i mean how'd you even narrow it down as to where these things were going to take place well, that was just part of the script writing, so I think it kind of worked out where we had certain things that were available in Richmond already, and then we made other things work when sets kind of fell through. So, so you were saying that a lot of earlier, so folks, a lot of the stuff that I'm going to be referring to is because earlier on we, we actually talked a lot about this stuff, so I'm going to ask you questions that we didn't ask before. Mm-hmm. We'll do the, our best in that. So you said a lot of your, your, your actors, you flew out from out here, right? There they are. Look at these wonderful ladies. So you flew them out from out here. Oh, you know, can you actually pass that on to this, yeah. this wonderful lady here? So, what, what, hello there. Good to see you again. So what was that like to shoot? Have you ever been to Richmond? I hadn't. I've been to, like, D.C. and other areas, but not Richmond. It was, like, stunning. It was gorgeous. Sunsets were amazing. The locations were incredible. They were loud. We, we found that out. They were loud. The, what? The, the, the citizens of Richmond are loud? <laughs> like, hi, how you doing? It's a beer. <laughs> No, or the, just the uh, the, the sounds out there. Oh, the traffic. Yeah, in LA, I mean, we always feel like traffic is terrible, but like traffic is terrible other places too. So, so, did, so in the script, because you, you were saying earlier that you went out there and you so you scouted locations early uh, already, right? Mm-hmm. And then you wrote the script based on those locations. Not based on those locations. Oh, crap. <laughs> um, some of them we had to switch based on what we had available in Richmond, but most of them are already done. So we had to find. For instance, a coffee shop. I happened to like one of the students. Like, oh yeah, check out check out this one. They're really open to letting people shoot there, and they were. So it was kind of by word of mouth and doing some research and Google mapping and. Which leads me to another question. Can you pass that back on her? So then, once once you once you okay, so you read the script, and then once you were there in in like at these locations where you're like, ah, this now now I can really wrap my brain around this. Yeah, I think um, Ian's out there too. He played yeah, yeah. Um, James Ruiz. Why don't you come on come down on, too? Come on, he's here from Richmond. He can speak. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I want to see your p- pupils disappear. <laughs> With any luck, we can get an extreme <laughs> zoom in on those. Up. Yeah. So those of you who are recording, just keep an eyes uh, keep an eyes on those eyes. See those eyes. Got in trouble. Um, I have no idea what the question was. Oh yeah, when we got there, 
honestly, for me, it was the cemetery. Like, the house was cool, um, you know, some of the train tracks. The train tracks were really cool. We kind of played around at the train tracks a little bit. Um, but for me, it was the cemetery. Absolutely. I wasn't even meant to be on set until <laughs> the afternoon, but I rocked up anyway. As soon as I saw the cemetery, I got out of the car and peace bolted it. Ah, she's the one you're she's talking the one about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She mentioned that <laughs> a couple of you were running around doing cartwheels, handstands. Yeah, oh, you were doing one. You had so much energy, it seemed like there was a whole bunch of people doing it. So that's great. The cemetery really brought you to life. <laughs> I love it. And as for you, sir, have you ever played a, a pupilless uh, villain? <laughs> No, I was completely blind. Um, not a lot of people realize that, but I couldn't see a thing. I didn't Whoa. realize uh, once they put it in one contact, I knew it was going to be hard. <laughs> when they put it two, it was like, oh, I got to trust these guys a lot. Now it's making sense to me as to maybe why they don't do that in superhero films. You know, I used to always be a little chapped about that because in the comics they have no pupils, right? And I'm like, why don't they just do that in superhero films? You've answered the question that I never even realized I always needed the answer for. So thank you for that. So uh, they brought you out here from Richmond. Um, is this true or am I making a lie? No, I mean, I'm from the East Coast, like DC, North Virginia. So um, I was like the second person cast, I think, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was like kind of an honor to be like, um, kind of acting with like a whole bunch of people from LA and the East Coast. So that was pretty awesome. That's awesome. How much voiceover work have you done? Plenty. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, what what would be your dream role? Would you say? Do you want to? What are your? What's your dream role? Did you already get it over with? And now it's a bucket list. Now you can die happy. Sure. I mean, this was pretty cool, but I haven't thought much of it uh, into it. So, um, just beginning, if anything else. Did Did you all have rehearsals with each other, or were you just kind of like just reciting the lines over and over in whatever spot you were? And then when you came together, then all of a sudden the magic happened. So it was kind of a little bit, so we had a stage reading, and so that's where Shannon and Nicole Payson um, read. And so you guys had read that version of the script. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you guys actually had any rehearsals. Well, when did you even come on? Yeah, you came. Mandela came on like a week before we shot. Yeah. Because the other actress um, had bowed out because of um, conflict. So, so yeah, I think it was you guys on set and brought the idea. So you're saying that they added you at the last second? Yes, they did. I got a call from the director being like, hey, you want to be in Richmond at this time? I'm like, yes. What's it for? So you flew out from the UK, I'm understanding? Oh. oh. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I actually, I live in LA. I've been here for three and a half years now on an O1 visa. So I got a call and said yes before I knew what I was doing. And then, so what What made you decide not to use that awesome accent that you're blessing us with today? Or did you? Oh, I did. Oh my goodness, you did use it. That's yeah. good. We got a couple. Did you do voiceover as work? Voiceover work as well? No, not at all. Or talk to this guy. I'm sure he could find you some jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so what? What new pro? Whoa, whoa, before you hand that over, do you, do you have any new projects coming up? I have a lot of new projects coming out. Um, I'm actually headed to Chicago uh, on Saturday. For my the, kind of town. The Real and Film Festival, where a project of mine, Biffle, is a LGBTQ comedy with a lot of drama, or the other way around. <laughs> You're a globe trotter, baby. Globe trotter. So this is really good. Everyone had a really good rapport. The editing was awesome. Cinematography worked. You know, I never asked you where where you actually got that soundtrack. I know I was talking to everybody else. How did you find those sounds? I mean, how did, how did you like the the actual music? 
you were talking. Yeah, yeah, so that was literally a lot of listening to artists and audio walks and YouTube and just trying to find a sound that works. So I'd never done it before, but Indy Bell, you kind of you do what you got to do. So. So so what 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 are your next upcoming projects? Hopefully season two. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is a series is what's happening. Yes, yeah, yeah. So this series. So this is sort of a condensed version into a, a short and then we're gonna be um, distributing actual five episodes and then moving on to hopefully season two and then yeah. Now did you do all the CGI in that? No, so we have a visual artist. Yeah. Visual effects artist. I thought it was great that it was like a sort of a supernatural film without even too much supernaturalization, you know? Yeah. Just sort of that Star Trek, like, yeah. and where the lady go, and yeah. out she goes. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was nice. I wanted to play with the paranormal more about the human connection with it, so you could still have the paranormal ghost implications without really going too heavy on the, um, the visual effects. It was really cool. Well, thank you all for coming out. I have to wrap this up, because we've got other, other folks coming in, and they got to clean up the theater and whatnot. But thank you so much for coming out and being a part of this. Thank you so much. Huh? What? Shannon did Chrome 46. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's true. No, 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 no. I, I totally, that skipped my brain. Okay, so you were talking. No, this is good. This is good. We're not going to wrap it up yet. Thank you. But we'll make those people wait. Uh, so, okay, so Chrome 46. Um, it's interesting because you were telling me before that they found the, what is it, the Golden State? Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy how it works on both sides, right? Yeah. So you, they, they catch the truly bad guys and then they catch the people who are like innocent. actually innocent and nice and you wonder like, man, if she would have like hung out there and told the story, see the one guy is dead so you, you only hear her side of the story but you see his knife. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's just so many, I mean, I think she probably would have acted as, as a lot of other people probably would have acted. Sure, and I mean, it's a little suspension of disbelief since it is a narrative and, you know, just jumping in. Uh, they It took four months to actually connect the Golden State Killer to the DNA. This was overnight because, uh, I mean, we have a lot of casts out there. So just a shout out to the Chromo cast. The cast oh, that's great. Far outnumbered the crew. Um, Raise yeah. your hand if you're in Chromo 46. Raise your hand. Oh, wowzers. That's incredible. Oh, Maggie made it. You're not supposed to. I love it. So, so I mean, how'd you do all the visual effects in that? Um, I actually use um, a plugin called Red Giant. So everything was edited in Premiere and After Effects, and then um, uh, Red Giant's got Mojo and some Chroma, uh, Cosmo, and a couple other filters that I use. And then BJK Productions uh, does a lot of plugins. And I knew when we went into shooting this that we wanted it to be a little bit like, am I watching a commercial? Am I not? And so I. I one of those snazzy like effects and um, actually our sound designer won an award for it uh, because I thought he built a world that I didn't even anticipate so it was pretty he cool. He won one for editing too. Oh thank you. So you edited it together too. That's fantastic. That's what's happening more and more these days. You put out your own projects you become like all of the aspects there. It really allows us who are you know schizophrenic to be able to really allow them to stretch out nice. and expand their, their skill set. So uh, you did the visual effects as well? Yes. Man alive. Yeah. Does that inspire you to do more uh, more uh, visual effects? No. <laughs> uh, I, there are some very, very, very talented special effects artists. I just do them when I have to. <laughs> I, I love editing. Editing is it's a story in itself. But um, in terms of crafting all of that, I'll leave that to greater people than myself. <laughs> right. It's been said that a lot of the, you know, the stories really truly come alive with the editing. Yeah. Of sometimes you got an unintended flashback that wasn't in the original script or something, you know? <laughs> and then you gotta chop out those some of those scenes that you really liked and yeah. 
You know, and then you got special features that's like three hours long. It's like, man, I couldn't put all those, squeeze them all in at 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is really cool. So what, what's your next? Uh... Uh, Chromo, we just found out Chromo is going to uh, the Chelsea Film Festival uh, in October. We have another feature, uh, short, sorry, coming out uh, later this year as well that um, Kitty Swink, who was director McCafferty in Passage, is also in. Um, that's the obituarist. And then hopefully we'll start shooting um, our first web series, which we've never done. That's my production partner in the back, back there. Fantastic. Yeah, film Teamwork, baby. Teamwork. That's the big deal. You got to have people who are willing to believe in the dream, believe in the reality, and, and so sculpt it all together. So much so. And thank you all for coming out and showing yeah. support for these folks. That's dearly needed. That's dearly needed. Because a lot of times we hear too much naysaying, a lot of killjoying, and it's beautiful and it's supplemented with people who go, I really like what you're doing and do more of that. So thank you for coming out. Okay. Are there any other, other directors here that I, I, are just hiding in the, in the aisles that I don't know about? All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Thank you for coming out to Kapow. Thank you for choosing Kapow. And, um, and this is just, this is just gonna be, this is gonna be a, a fun time. It's the last day and it's kind of sad. It was great meeting you, though. Wait, wait, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for allowing me to interview you and, and open you all up like treasure chests. You guys gotta check. He's being super humble. You gotta check out Yachtly Crew, okay? Viper Room, yeah? The Viper Room, the fir first Friday of every month. Yeah. It's like a better version of... It's not this Yacht Rock band by <laughs> any means. Gotta throw my own propaganda in there, too. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, Whoa, she's gonna take off on her hog. Is your chopper out in the front? Whose chopper is this? That's great. You got your own chopper. I she love it. On it too. I love it. God, that's great. Man, a lot. Well, look at all this talent. It's not just restricted to filmmaking. It's I mean, it's building choppers and writing them. All right, folks. Thank you so much for coming out, being being a part of this. Hey, you're welcome. It was so cool to see your handiwork up there. You know, on the screen, it was just so great. You see so, so many more things than, than you do on, on a little screen. Kurt, Kurt, did you get a chance to listen to Weed in Amsterdam yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the newest episode on the Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast. I interviewed some teenage girls at a parade on Saturday, and we were talking about the movie offerings at Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival awesome i'll be there later today to help you out i'm gonna i'm excited to podcast with you a little bit from the festival right now i'm doing some stuff this morning i got some stuff to do with the family but my daughter is making me watch gray's anatomy i am tearing up right now what the hell this show is the saddest show in the world i forgot anyway i'll talk to you later bye Thank you, everybody, for coming out to the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival. E-Gads, look at that block, huh? Wasn't that a doozy? And it's easy. Man, I'm so proud of all of you guys. Not that you need my validation by any means, but holy cow, listen to the laughter, the clapping, celebrity sightings in the audience, man. Uh, who did some of these things? Why don't you come on down? We're gonna ask you some questions and everybody gets a chance to hear your thoughts and the process you went through and putting this stuff together. We got the Wizard of LA out there in the audience. He just might be casting some spells. 
Are you going to pass around this microphone? Among you and all the nice people. So let's form a nice line here so everybody can see your, see your, wonderful, pa your wonderful faces. scoot down even more. Wow. Break out the wide-angle lens, folks. This is a cavalcade of stars. We're already on the red carpet. See that? Let me finish the Q&A. We're already on the red carpet. Wowzer, wow. Hey, look, you guys. That's a long line. Scoop down. Forgot to uh, install. There we go. So everybody, can everybody see everybody? Can everybody see everybody? Okay, so why don't, we st why don't we start with you, miss? Hi, my name is Tamika Lamas, and I'm the founder um, and exec director of Make a Film Foundation. And uh, I'm one of the producers. I'm Emma Shah from Kuwait. I did the first music video, Walk Me on the Old Lady. Woo! Hey, what's up? I'm Daniel Grave. I play the major in Last Christians. Woo! Hello, I'm David Lichtenauer. Um, I direct the Last Christians. Hello, my name is Christina Lichtenauer. I'm one of the producers of Last Christians. Hi, I'm Heidi Schuler, and I produced and was in Noah Sant and Me. Hi, I'm Shana Pokerbahn. I wrote and directed Raya. Hi, I'm Desera Page, and I'm the creator of Terms and Conditions, a web series. Hi, I'm Brett Puglisi, the writer-director of Diablo. Hi, I'm Simone McIntyre, I'm the writer, the producer, and I was in Du Montage. I'm Scott Murphy, and I was in As the Crow Flies. Hi, I'm Sheila Omi, I was Roya in Roya, and I was, thank you, and I was the woman in As the Crow Flies, and I also produced Millicent in the <laughs> Um, Joseph Wise, I was the writer director of Crows as Crow Flies. Oh. Uh, Orin Paley, producer as the Crow Flies. Keep, keep that microphone in your hand. Keep, keep that microphone in your hand, yeah. I made sure I want to give you guys the, the wireless one. So, uh, gosh, this is, wow. Okay, so the first question is, so for as the, as the Crow Flies, correct? That cinematography was great. You guys made a lot of use out of those, those uh, just tiny locations. Where was that original inspiration from? The, the, the setting, like the location? Well, well creating, creating the whole project. Where did that, where did that strike you? Oh, oh, okay, so um, actually, originally I was, uh, <clears throat> quite a personal story, I was, I was going to therapy and for quite a few weeks I was completely avoiding the subject and I kept canceling on my therapist and I kept trying to reschedule and I realized that subconsciously I was pushing away something that I needed to talk about and uh, that's where I came up with this film, what, what, what if we had a, a drug addict who is, is unwilling to look at himself at a, in a very serious way until something happens to him where he's got to reconsider his whole life. You know, a lot of these great films that we see, they come from a very personal place. They come from 
you know, a lot, a lot of struggle that perhaps people have gone through and they want to be able to tell that story because maybe that inspires someone else out there who's going through that similar circumstance. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many deep messages that we can send through cinema. And I think that when we can tell stories and, and have other people reflect on themselves and and inspires other people. I think that's that's really what it's all about. Well, and I think what it, what what really really drives the point home is when all of your actors are committed to that same reality, and are Absolutely. willing to be swimming around in the soup of that. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I picked the right guys here. I mean, they were so unbelievable. They trusted me. They followed me. And then, I mean, it is really uncomfortable to be <clears throat> an actor sometimes on set in a really emotional and vulnerable environment, especially like the film that we made. But to have the right people and to trust the director, to trust the actors, that everybody's got trust in them within themselves and each other, it's it's an amazing thing. And it only works when when we trust each other. And that's they did they did an amazing, phenomenal job. So they did do a phenomenal job. Can we pass that to the woman next to you, to you there? Now you uh, now you're in Roya, correct? Yes. Is that based on personal experiences as well? Um, a little. I mean, I'm originally Iranian American, so it's it's not. Yeah, in a way it is. It, we're very hard on ourselves, I Iranians are, as a culture. And uh, it's really important for us to fit in and to not rock the boat. And so, so yeah, I related to Roya. I heard a lot of folks laughing out there as if they themselves could relate to that, as if they saw <laughs> reflections of their own lives and what was happening on screen. Yeah. I thought it was interesting how the way that the mother was treating the daughter was the exact way her mother was treating her. Mm -hmm. So you saw exactly where the root of that came from. If we saw the grandmother, who knows, we might have seen a similar <laughs> circumstance, right? I thought it was interesting once we saw the antagonist, you know, that lady where you're like smiling, going, ah, we're so happy you're here. <laughs> that lady, once she starts kind of, you know, uh, insulting your daughter, then all of a sudden you're standing up for the right. same daughter that you yourself are making fun of. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It nice. puts people, yeah, it put, put, it put your character into a different uh, driver's seat, different mm -hmm. perspective. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool, and you played it off really well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, everybody worked really well together on that thing. So, sir, you, you did an extra... Ah, don't you try to pass that microphone yet. You're, you're not just a hologram standing up here, unless you actually are. So you did a great job embodying his, uh, his story. Thank you. Did you... Did you um, I mean, what kind of tips and tricks did he give you to try to help get you into those kind of mindsets? Well, I, <laughs> We had a lot, I mean, we, we workshopped it quite a bit and uh, had a lot of conversations about it and kind of what he was going for and what Sheila and I wanted to kind of help, you know, get across. And with such heavy subject matter, we knew that we kind of had to go all in. And uh, it's a story that I, you know, it's kind of near and dear to me and probably more, more than a few people in here too, you know, with like dealing with the struggle that they were dealing with as well as addiction or depression or whatever. So, uh, yeah, you kind of had to go down the rabbit hole, um, but yeah, we just, we, we talked it through and workshopped it, and we had a great cast and, and crew to work with, so went right through it. Well, it's always admirable to me, especially when you see scenes with one actor in there, and that actor, you have to see what's going on in their brain. You gotta, you gotta, be, you gotta be in there with that actor, uh, and that actor has gotta take us to that place, and you were, you were by yourself a lot of those times. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it's it, yeah, it's part of the process. It was, it was a challenge, and I, I was, Willing to jump off the cliff with Joseph, and um, he's extraordinary filmmaker and cinematographer, and everything that we worked with was fantastic. It was a nice, 
it wasn't like a, a nice space, but like it, you know, it was, it was a good space to be creative and we could just allow ourselves to get there. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Can you pass that on to this nice lady? Now you've done a few projects here at Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival, haven't you? That's right. And uh, last time we talked, you, you actually put together all three of those films basically all at once. Kind of in the same time, yeah. Yeah, you were juggling a lot of stuff and saying That's yes right. to a lot of people's projects, That's whether you really right. thought you could commit to it or not. You go, ah, what the hell, let's just dive in and let's just see what happens. Well, now look at this. Look at the, fru <laughs> the fruits of that labor, right? We all get yeah. to see that. Yeah. So um, with the secret agent, I mean, is that, is that from personal experience? Yeah, it's just like fantasy. Um, what did I want to play, I, I guess, and I like I really love the genre. It was great. I really liked it. How long did it take for you to do that one? So we, we did it in like blocks, depending on the location, over uh, uh, maybe like nine months. So like two days here, three days there, um, and then one of my cast flew over from Italy um, because she wanted to do it. So yeah. I think one of the uh, big one of the big lessons that we've been learning a lot here at Kapow is that uh, we can't. Well, first of all, we can't rush our projects. Two, we all marinate at our own pace. Uh, and three, sometimes it could take you 10 years to make something. So uh, you just have to trust the process, don't you? Absolutely. You gotta let it be what it wants to be, don't you? Yes. I love it. <laughs> you pass that on down to the next person. There he is, Brett. So now where does your inspiration come from for Diablo? Um, it's kind of personal. I didn't get a note, but it was in the form of a text message. Not very cool. I don't recommend doing that to somebody. I'll be very open about it. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's nice that I had a friend to help me out with everything. And, uh, you know, if somebody goes through that, don't just eat Doritos and laugh. That's a good moral of this story, as any. Because then you also wind up with, with che che cheesy fingers, too, right? And you can't really do any typing with the cheesy fingers. You're very prolific with the movies that you've been making, man. Thank you. Do you have clones that no one knows about, or what? What's going on? No, I just um, I try to cram it all into one semester. I shot this actually a long time ago, kind of. It was in the fall, um, or the winter of uh, 2017. It took me like a year and a half to get the cut right. Um, and I, I learned how to color grade after I shot it too, so mm. I didn't want to go into that stage until I knew what I was doing. Well, I think that's also fascinating. That's another beautiful lesson we've been learning is that a lot of these folks are doing things that they had no reference, no frame of reference for. Maybe they start Googling YouTube and they listen to the 10-year-olds who are speaking a little too close to the microphone about how to do color grading or how to do editing or how to do visual effects for that matter. And I think that's pretty cool that you were brave enough to dive in there and start doing that. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you pass that on to the next, next person? Hi. Hi. What, did you, what did you work on? Terms and conditions. Terms and conditions. Oh my gosh, one. that was so fun. You know, there's this myth in our brains that we all got to be these these little pipsqueaks, you know, to be uh, accepted out there in the, in, the, in the acting world. That we all got to be, you know, really, really young. And um, it's never too old to follow your passions, is it? No, that's our model. You're never too old to have some fun. <laughs> no. And, and, and that's really what the inspiration is, especially in Hollywood. Um, especially for women, you know, lots of times men can have long, long, fruitful careers. You know, they can be 65, 70 and still be the action star, you know. 
and women, they kind of put us out to pasture. And I just kind of felt, no, that's not right. What I think that's a myth. That's yeah. a big myth anyway. That's a lie that's been recycled time and time again. The thing is, exactly. because you decided to carve your own path, look what happened there. Who knows what other kinds of awesome projects are going to sprout from that, huh? Exactly. What, what other projects you got coming up? Um, I'm also right now working on a feature film. So we have three name actors attached, and we're in pre-production right now. So. Congratulations. Congratulations. Keep the momentum going, baby. Keep it going. Can you pass that on to the next? Okay. What? Like, did you say you helped out with Roya as well? Uh, yeah, I wrote it. Oh, so you wrote it? Yeah. Okay. There it is. Now, how did you find your your? Shira, your actress? Shira, the actress. Yeah. How'd you find um, her? It was a very. I um. I saw her in a film, and I thought she was an amazing actress. And I made another short film before this that um, the main actress knew Sheila. So I told her, and she connected me to her. I've been hearing so many of these stories of people, you know, there's a, I, I went to Columbia College, and so they taught us that every play you're in, whether you realize it or not, that's your audition for the next project that you're doing. You have no idea what kind of writers, what kind of directors, what kind of other actors are out there who are willing to vouch for you. And the more that you're committed to what you're doing, and you're just doing that role, not only is it beautiful to walk off stage and not really know what the heck you just did, because that means you went into this this zone, you went into that meditative state. In addition to that, you have no idea how that's gonna reverberate through the future. Yeah. It looks like that's what happened here. Yes, with honestly every actor, there was like a beautiful story of how I found them. The, um, the grandmother, she um, uh, was a famous actress in Iran, she was one of the first women actresses, um, and she's done incredible work, um, and she was 81 when she worked on this, you know, so. Beautiful, so did you grow up seeing that actress and going, holy cow, now I'm some, somehow she's in my project? No, but um, <laughs> people in the generation above me have. They must have been flipping their lids when they saw that. <laughs> How'd you do it? I love it. Could you pass that on to them? Oh good, oh good, she brought her little friend with her. Yeah, just, just and a one, and a two, <laughs> and I'm gonna be a star. So what gave you the idea for that one? Oh, well, this is actually a musical. It yeah, it's, it's an amusing musical. Yeah, and um, uh, years ago, I'm from New York, so I used to just perform a couple of these songs from this musical. And oh, it's a pre-existing musical. No, yes, it's a musical. Um, yeah, uh, Jerry Bach and, and Sheldon Hart. And um, so they wrote the lyrics and the music. And so, but it was from the 1960s, so it's kind of obscure. But it's a fun thing, and I do voiceover, so the character who's the schnibbly, she's a chimney sweep in the musical. And um, so she, she pretty much had you know, a, a voice. And so at some point, um, uh, my husband had said, you know, you really should throw your puppet in there because Millicent is a part of another project I'm working on. Just to make it fun, it was a live performance at this industry community I am a part of. And then a wonderful director, he can't be here tonight, but a friend of mine came up to me and said, we should make that in a more short. And then and the next thing it just started happening. I see it on a roof. And then my other friend that was standing there said, I have a roof. And then it became, a, it just, 
I had no idea that it was going to be a short, but hey, you know, it became a short film. So. I'm so glad that everybody just went ahead and said yes to that <laughs> and was inspired by it enough to go, yeah, 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 here we go. Let's just yeah. keep feeding that dream. Well, we wrote a beginning and an end around the two songs, and then it just kind of took on its own thing. So good. It had a oh, great ending you. to it. It had a great punctuation mark to it, I think. Thank you so much. Yeah, like, oh, someone else has, has their dream going on. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Aw, okay. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. You're welcome. Can you pass it up to the next person here? Hello there, and what did you and what did you work on? I worked on Last Christians. Oh, you did. That was cool. That was really really cool. It was like this mockumentary documentary, and you see that guy just getting you know all jittery and scared, and go, uh oh, what's going on here? This is no longer a role playing game, is it? <laughs> exactly. So did you uh, did you? Let's see. How should I explain it? You know, the funny thing is, we don't really ever know who that guy really is who's there interviewing them. You know, it just sounds like he just kind of came upon those people, but we don't know about any of his backstory, which is great because it leaves a lot of question marks. I think that's really cool when you leave question marks in the audience's brain because then they get to fill in the blanks, right? Yeah, correctly. That's um, a big part of the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like a mystery, huh? A mystery novel that no one really expects to be watching. Where'd you find that little town? Oh, that was um, actually. Um, in the outskirts of um, Berlin and, and Germany, and I think it was a friend of um, David, and I think I'm gonna pass on that question because he actually found it. I love it. Yeah. So you wrote, you wrote it? Uh, yeah, I wrote the film. Now, how much of that was improvised? Uh, the whole thing is scripted. Oh, the Nothing whole thing is scripted. How do you feel when characters go, you know, just start improvising some things? What are um, your thoughts on that? I think it's really good. Um, Danny actually contributed a lot of this, uh, thoughts to the story but he basically spoke it through before he did it's great now in your brain do you know what those guys were doing like in your yes. brain okay cool yeah i think that's important because even if you don't uh know about yourself you cannot like pass on depth to the audience it's great because i'm sure there are a whole lot of little easter eggs in there that you know after yeah, another yeah. rewatch like oh there's the foreshadowing i didn't expect that's really cool you guys did a great job with that can you pass it on to this fellow you got, no, you did a great job as that guy. I thought it was so funny when, when you go, uh, oh, there's that line where you go, uh, you know, basically like there, there's some perks to this. And you know, and you, you shout this thing and they, they all get down and you, get, you, you smile at the camera like, oh, you see that? I got that kind of power. You know, and then they all get back up again. Um, where did you guys get these costumes? Uh, well, David bought a bunch and the rest we invented. <laughs> Yeah. You want to add to that? Uh, where we got what? Uh, the costumes and let's say costumes, also... Yeah, I, I bought a bunch and there's like a... There's this little costume, it's like we funded the whole film by ourselves. The whole project is like 5,000 euros and everyone worked on it for free. I love it. Where, where'd you find the tanks? Um, those were just private. Those are just private. Like, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and borrow these. Just private. Just hanging out on the farm. They were just super rich. Yeah, I love it. Some people own classic cars, others just have a whole bunch of tanks in the garage. Can you pass that on to the, uh, the, the sparkly woman here? So, um, we, we have about two minutes, but um, just let folks know just about a, a few of the interesting accidental things that happened during the filming of your, of your, uh, of your music video, of your awesome music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let them know about some of the fun accidental things. I really love the goat story. Ah, uh, the goats, uh, they didn't get paid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were so professional. 
uh, the shows when I booked that booked that location, uh, I seen there was uh, there's a zoo in the backyard. <laughs> then I told to the owners, can they join us? They look amazing. <laughs> we said, yes, yeah, sure, yeah. Joining us to them, and I didn't uh, I didn't work any hard works with them. They, they know everything. <laughs> and when when we were filming, accidentally, when we I, I was like, Machini, walk me on the lady, and we faced each other and we stopped. Look at look, we looked at each other and then we moved. Like like we know each other. And that was an amazing shot from the cinematographer. It was. I was expecting to see in the credits goat wrangler, you know. <laughs> But you did us did it naturally. They me. Yeah, you they you just have a natural rapport with those animals, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You're a spirit animal now, I guess. Um, <laughs> pass that on to this wonderful lady. Now you you do the Make a Film Foundation, which I think is beautiful. It was so great to see David Lynch in there. Come on, I'll make a lasagna. Laura Bird and jo Jonathan Depp. Oh my God, that was so great to see those guys. How did how did you? Talk about wrangling, how'd you wrangle all those actors together like that? Uh, it was a mixed bag. I, we have a casting director, but a lot of us know some of the people, so we ask for personal favors. And then, um, like the casting director, who's one of the producers, was actually working on the new Twin Peaks. Oh, wow. And so then... Um, oh yeah, she plays an agent in Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so she, we were like, okay, well, who else do we want in it? And then uh, she said, I was like, do you think you could get David? And then once he was a maybe, we said we we asked Laura Dern, and she said, "Well, if David does it, we'll do it." So we played them against each other a little bit. We were like, "Well, we have you have to come." But he said he was funny. He said he only had thirty minutes, so thirty minutes. He said you have me for thirty minutes. So when um, that was Catherine Hardwick's day because we had three directors: Catherine Hardwick, Sam Raimi, and Ted Nelfi. And that was her day, and she was in the middle of of uh, directing Johnny Depp, and they said. David Lynch is on the set. We have to like start shooting immediately. She's like, Johnny, go to your <laughs> go to your room. Wow. So she stopped shooting with him so he could shoot with David Lynch. And then her favorite story is um, Johnny started talking to David Lynch, right? Like distracting him. Oh. And she was like, get him off the set. <laughs> yeah. Security, get Jonathan. Like, seriously? She's like, we have 30 minutes with him. So she's like, I had to kick Johnny Depp off my set so I could shoot David Lynch. That is brilliant. Oh my gosh. So are you the, uh, we have to tie this up really soon, yeah. but I really want you to tell everybody how, how that, because I assume you're the mastermind behind the whole thing. How did you, how did that, how that original inspiration come so to So really quickly, um, I sold a script for six figures and then the check was bad. It made me sort of rethink how much energy I was putting into you know, well, you know, selling my movie, writing my script, all that stuff. I still wanted to do that, but I also wanted to give back. So a friend said, if you could do anything, what would it be? And I said, aside from filmmaking, I would grant wishes to those kids in the Make-A-Wish Foundation. So I figured I would combine those two things and make a film foundation that was born. I never thought I'd cry in a zombie movie. I was crying at a zombie movie. Thank you so much, every one of you, for coming out and being so talented. And for those of you who are not filmmakers, I really hope this inspires you to, to go out and make some stuff. Because, you know, we all have film 
as far as I know, most folks have cell phones these days, and most cell phones have uh, video recording quality on them. So I would say, man, just go out there and start making stuff, because that'd be really cool to see it up on this big screen. Thank you all, everybody, Thank you. for your support and the great vibes. We got the lights up. We got. Okay, so you guys, you can come over here and take some photos real quick. We're going to get these lights set up. By the way, these lights were uh, donated to us by Draco Broadcast, which is a local uh, company in Burbank. And they're also, uh, they also gave us a light to raffle off during the awards ceremony. So he, they really wanted you to see these lights in action. Desert Fox put up a video of her singing and rocking out to your song on IG. You can find him at Desert F-A-W-K-E-S on Instagram. And um, if it'll help you out, you can find him through Foxy Lady or Awesome Sauce Radio 1. Um, but anyways, check it out. I think I think it, it might make you a little bit proud. But anyways, just thought I'd let you know. Have a good night, my friend. Thank you so much, Maria Humphreys from Strong Body, Strong Soul. That little piece you, you heard uh, earlier was her talking about uh, a segment on her podcast. Now, this is from a while ago. The, what you're hearing now is um, from the Kapow Intergalactic Film Festival 2019. There's still more material to be released. I just wanted to piece it out. So this is the, you know, the end of the night, the last day, so to speak, uh, all this. And, um, you know, you're going to hear it all closed out. But I still have more interviews from uh, L.A. Grip from when I was recording four days between uh, 10.30ish and let's say 12 p.m. I got some wonderful, wonderful material on there, which I'll be parsing out as well. I'm going to, this will be on the Kapow Facebook page. Then again, if you're listening to this, you're hearing it on Anchor or Spotify or any of those places that are out there. Lots, lots of places. And uh, also what you heard, or maybe we're about to hear it, Awesome Sauce Radio, uh, or Desert Fox, I think they're all, I think they're connected, um, Awesome Sauce Radio, who also does a podcast called Cannabis Conundrum, or as I like to call it, Cannabis Conundrum. And she's got a granddaughter who keeps listening to my theme song that I did for Maria Humphreys on Strong Body, Strong Soul. If you go to Strong Body, Strong Soul podcast here on Anchor, you'll be able to hear that. And she... She's really good with putting my uh, that theme song. I made her a theme song. I made a bunch of podcasters out there theme songs uh, for their for their things. Who knows if they're playing them or not? But it was a lot of fun making them. So she liked mine enough to stick it on there and for it to become her theme song. So I did that for her, and then um, 
Awesome Sauce Radio must have been li- listening to it, and and then and then her granddaughter really started liking the song. So her granddaughter is listening to that song that I created for Strong Body Strong Soul. I invented it, the theme song, and I think that there's some other little child out there in the world who's who's digging this thing and dancing along to it, and under, and 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 is going to grow up learning the lyrics. I mean, this is just. So crazy, so crazy. You never know. You just never know how you're going to affect the populace. You just never know. You just never know. Wow, man, I'm honored. So it's uh, September 19th, 2019. Technically, it's September 20th now. 2.44 a.m. That's great. 44, that's 8, that's infinity. Oh, my God. Now just turn to 2.45 a.m. Um, Chris Corman, one of the co-organizers, he's got all these blinking cubes in his car that uh, he brought over here to this place called Radio, I mean, uh, Player One Arcade Bar. They got arcades in there. And I've been, oh, man, it's just so cool. And so, uh, Chris, what are, your, what, do you, what are some things that you learned from this festival? That the party keeps going on. No, just have uh, fun, actually. Uh, we did actually, I don't know, met so many great people. That's what we did. Now it's late in the night, and I think, like, finally, uh, maybe we can get some sleep. Mm-hmm. After all this fun partying and <laughs> meeting cool peoples. Are you going to leave these cubes in your car? I'm going to, you know, the police with their lights is nothing compared with my LED cubes. That's right. Ten of those in my car. That's right. Much cooler. You know, this could be something that you sell to those uh, people who like to go cruising in their cars at night, you know, down the main street. Yeah, I think I just, you know, because uh, I, maybe I need to start selling these to the police because they have these small things on their roof. I think it's much nicer to put LED cubes there, oh, waterproof. Yeah. Oh, my God, LED cubes on the roof. On the roof. Oh, I my th- God. I think... Kurt, this is That's a great. A this is a great idea. Ooh. If we need to, you know, we do art department, right? So next Ooh. time, if we 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 make we have to do something with a police car, we're gonna make one with these cubes. We put three of those cubes up, and then green. What 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 are they doing? Like green, red, and blue. Is that the other color? I think so. We put oh, it green, on. white, and blue. That, and that's how we. Do, that's how. That's hey how man, we thanks for everything. Oh, let me talk to this yeah, guy yeah. really fast. Thank you, hey man. Thank you for. Being as great as you are. Oh, he's got a bust. He's got a bust out of here. So do you, what, what kind of things do you think that we've learned that we can apply next year or that helped? And Well, one thing that I do know, we grew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for the award party, we need a way bigger space, but like, well, not the award party. The, the party, after party was great. Uh, but for the awards, we need a bigger space because, man, a lot of, lot of people came. Gee, we're all, oh, we're overbooked. <laughs> wow, man! Oh, we did great, Kurt. I'm uh, looking forward to actually to see my bet uh, finally in a few weeks, since a few weeks, and then we're gonna think about the next one. Yeah. How are we gonna do that? Yeah. It's all gonna work out for we're us. It's gonna work out, and we got a cool oh, spot man. where we are allowed to. Play. I mean, look at this! A piece of our brain just opened up here. Yeah. We didn't have to put any effort in actually building this place or like getting the proper permits or whatnot. No. And here it is. It's just an extension of our brains. I mean, dude, you're the 80s dude. This is perfect for something like if you guys yeah. did 80s karaoke here. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that would be good. So that could be the funny thing is like after your late night movies, folks, 
follow the arrow, you know, to, to and so that way you just go, chip, 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 chip. And this karaoke. And then, then people follow that just right down the road here. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, this is, this is a really cool spot. I'm glad we found it. And they are willing to work with us for next year and even bigger and better. So, well, cool, Kurt. This I'll, is fun. I wish you a great uh, evening, and this I is wish fun. you. A, you have a show tomorrow. My what? You have a show tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta and be I at uh, Philly Oceans by eight thirty a.m. Oh yeah, you have to also be up early. And I, I think we'll run out to Huntington Beach, and then it's a. It's gonna be really a, quite a wild ride tomorrow. Oh, fun, fun, fun. It's really gonna be great. You know, right after this, and then leading into that. Oh my God. Yeah, you're gonna have a, a fun show tomorrow. And then uh, we're gonna powwow uh, some more when you're back and uh, about the next Kabousters and the next movie. Oh my God. Well, Chris, thank you so much for everything. That's Chris Corman. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. Chris, so can I interview you guys a little bit for the podcast since we're the last remaining uh, rest what of the weekends? Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna record you. I've been oh, no doing way. the whole time. I've been doing Q and A's. All right, okay. So, yeah. Okay, can I? If you, you, you know, yeah, everyone's been... got something to talk about. All right, okay. Especially so, stuff they're passionate about. Right, so oh let let me say something right now for Kapal Intergalactic Film Festival. I've been to a lot of film festivals. Mm -hmm. I've been to a lot of places. I've talked to a lot of people. And I'll tell you something. There is a fucking reason why Los Angeles is the pinnacle of filmmaking. You guys are fucking amazing as fuck. You are passionate about filmmaking. And it makes me want to move here that much more. Oh, my you God. You guys are brilliant. And the fact is, you can call me an artsy-fartsy filmmaker. I don't give a fuck. But I want to make stuff that means something. Something that's personal to me. And it feels like, you know what? Apart from London, which is fucking expensive, still great, not as friendly as you guys, no. LA is the place to be. And you guys are fucking brilliant. And the fact is, I've never met anyone as friendlier, as open, as cordial as you guys at the Capel Intergalactic Film Festival because people are friendly enough, but there is like a level of like elitism. You guys, mm. you're just fucking cool guys. Like, you're just, you're approachable. Like, we could talk to you. And the f here's why. I had a film that was shown yesterday. I missed the screening. I talked to Dave. I was like, it was supposed to be 7.30. It was shown at 6. It's, mm. Sorry, like, is there anything you can do? Without blinking a <laughs> fucking eye, he went, let me talk to someone. He came up to me 10 minutes later. It's like, 1 p.m. Thursday. Wow. That's great. You yeah. guys are fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, all I'm looking... The only challenge for me now, figuring out the top films I want to make, get my skill level up to that point, and then I'm here in Los Angeles. Oh, that's yeah. great. We're going to come next year for you. Yeah. I and love you're that. You're amazing as host. You, thank you so really, much. Right? And, 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 and I like you. Thank so you. so nice. I'm, I'm going to say one last thing, because I know you guys have got something amazing to say. No, 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 go ahead. I'm done. The only thing I fucking hate is that not only are you guys beautiful and pretty as fuck, especially yeah. this, this lady right here. Oh my God, thank yeah? you. You're also very fucking nice people. I don't fucking stand a chance. Like, like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a 10 personality, but this, like, what the fuck, man? Like, give some, give some players a chance, man. Yeah. Give us a chance. <laughs> yeah. What I love is, is the connections that I saw throughout tonight that's been happening and the way that everyone's been admiring one another's films and talking about it afterwards yeah. and picking their brains and going, 
oh, you know what, I'm an actor. Do you need anyone for your next films? Are you thinking of shooting in Los Angeles? You know, are you thinking of having a huge budget film where you're, you're able to afford flying out an actor from Los Angeles? Or, you know, whatever it is. Oh, I live in Germany too. Let's work together. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Oh, I love it. Yes, open mind. Oh, it's so great. Yes. Especially with these days, you can, everybody can connect through Google Hangouts exactly. or, or, or Skype or what have you. So do, do you just come out for moral support or do you give, uh, oh yes, support. thank you, thank you. Support one of my friends. I love it. Yeah. And oh, and It's really interesting. So did you end up finding that. her here? The final ceremony? Did she end up showing up here? No. She never showed up. I was there before. Yeah. I love hearing this story. So your friend invited you out here to come out here. Yes. You flew all the way out from where? Yeah. No, I'm here for another award, like oh, the international acting competition. Yeah, mm. for award that so, until next no, until 27th, yeah. Oh, okay, so someone yeah, invited you out here. Yeah, my friend invited me here. Uh, yeah, Sophia invited me here for the ceremony and the party. And finally, she didn't come. And I was here the whole night. And you night. stayed. Yeah, but I enjoyed And you met it. these and wonderful Daniel, people. Yeah, oh. everyone, yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I am so, I'm just so excited yeah. to see this stuff going on. This is why we do the festival, because we want to, you know, I... I when Thank you, you so much. When you connect the shining oh, stars, you got yeah. a constellation, and we're really making a constellation here. You know, Please, I always. If, if you're available, come to my stand-up show next Tuesday. Where, where, where it's is it? It's a two-minute setting, Laugh Factory. It's a Laugh Factory. factory? Yeah. Let's where, see where, if where, I got a. Where's the Laugh Factory? Laugh Factory is a worldwide oh. famous comedy club, but it's oh. only for two minutes. Come in here. No. Oh, oh yeah, and Laugh Factory, and there's the lab. improv. And yes. So you do stand-up S- comedy. Stand-up oh, comedy. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, in Chinese. So, <laughs> you ever done a, a put a, wanted to put a stand-up into one of your movies? I mean, you know, you did a we monologue. Could you imagine? Absolutely. Like, do a comedy. I'm yeah. gonna be like, your you can, actor. Yeah, yeah, and you could totally use that a green too, screen. Yeah. Oh, this would be and great. Yeah, great yeah. I'll, 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 I'll tell you the only thing. The only reason I don't do comedy. Comedy is so. Hard. But look at it. So she's a comedian already. No, so this is what you do is you plug in a. Sincere. It is. You, you say I'm not, the truth. Right? No, no, I think it just it, is. If you're just, you know, I think the thing is the detail that you go into what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so deep and dig yourself, then. Yeah. Yeah, because you're showing these interesting things to someone that they would never expect to find uh, funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And different culture. When people ask me where where, where were you born, I said I was born in China, a small town of 6 million people. But it's totally normal and everybody loves. So a it's small so, town of yeah, 6 million it's people. Just town in which Indian is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Right. I no, just talked no, to these ladies. Oh yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say, because like, it, I don't know if, I'll, I'll take it as a compliment, but someone said I sound like Clive Owen. Fuck oh, it. yeah. I'll take it. He's awesome. Yeah, no, he's brilliant. You ought to do voiceover work. Well, Each of you ought to do voiceover work. I, I do f- voiceover. You do. Love, Look at that. Love. You beamed it right there. Well, <laughs> oh, you do. Great. I, Look at Now I, you're I, the only I, one. You could do it too. I, yes. Well, I, yeah, well, I'll I tell you what. Like, back home, there's a couple of people trying to talk me into acting as well as filmmaking. Mm. I'm like, eh, but I might jump into it because I've already done a few you acting You like parts. control actors, direct actors, instead of acting, huh? <laughs> uh, no, like, well, I just feel like I'm a better storyteller than I am an actor. Mm. So that's the only reason. But the other thing is, someone said that I look more Armenian than Indian, and I don't know how to say that, but I'm going to take it as a compliment. So, well, and then cool, if you consider yourself an alien, none of it really matters then. Well, you know, um, you're just like oh, I'm just molecules dancing around. Well, you know what? I, more than anything, I consider myself charming and amazing. 
Charming, amazing. That's perfect. That's that's a boundless. That's a boundless statement. Charming. Yes. Oh, that's good. Now, what new projects do you have coming up? Can't really talk about them right now. Oh, you're not allowed to talk about. What What are some of the other things you've worked about worked on in the past? Well, oh man, let me let me gather thoughts. Um, so obviously, last Christians. Um. It's a great short movie. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone's so in tune with it. There's a harmony going on in there. Yeah. We might be. Please send me the link because I really want to see it. Yeah, me too. It's going to go online very soon. We're going to support you, Daddy. Yes. You're going to bake, bake, bake. I'll be there for you. Uh, You know what? We'll see what happens. Um, David's going to Oaxaca in a couple weeks. Is that Hawaii? No, it's Mexico. Oh, shows you yeah. the, how much I know about geography. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like in central Mexico. It's the I think Oaxaca this year is the biggest film festival in South in South America. Oh, Oaxaca. Yeah, Oaxaca. I have another good one called Not, and it's out in Italy. And these girls, it's great. It was the first time I ever met f- fellow uh, film festival organizers, and they actually build and it's outside. So half of it's outside in the nighttime, but in the daytime it's inside. Because otherwise the sun blocks it, so they they have this whole film festival, but they build the stage and everything, and people and people just love this because there's such a personable quality about it. So it's really cool to hear about that. To think, wow, imagine watching movies out there and you got the and you got the sky up there, and that takes a lot of guts to follow through with a vision like that. It's beautiful. I went to Cannes a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they built this screen, literally in the ocean. In the ocean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting on the beach, and you're watching this gigantic. Screening of Jaws. Wow. Oh, man. It's beautiful. Wow. You know, I heard about this one screening of, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Do you remember that there was a horror film where these these girls go deep into the caves, you know, and they got that, you know, they got the little lights. They're going deep in the caves and they find these strange creatures crawling around and they're like albino looking and they're just like, yeah, but they, they, they smell, you know, through the caves and so they can hear really good. And like these, like, have you ever seen like um, it's silent uh, it's something uh, what's the name of the horror movie I, I love horror movie I think I've, I've watched watched it I forgot the name um, gosh but it's crazy because you're, you, you know it dives deep in there mm. and it's just terrifying so what they did was they screened that screen inside of one of those caves down so you had to kind of go down below oh so imagine this whole horror film that takes place in an enclosed cave like that with these things lurking in the in the shadows you're watching it and you're living it. Oh my God, it must be terrifying. And imagine all the sounds echoing through the canyons with the, you know, whatever the monster sounds are. Ooh, but that reminded me of what you just said. That's fucking That's crazy. Let me guess, was it Home Alone? Yeah, it was Home Alone. It was home. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? Oh my God, wouldn't that be funny is if they did a screening? I'm the funny one here, man. Right. Now, hold on. I'm the funny. Wouldn't that be funny if they, if they, wow, if they projected, if they did a screening at the old Home Alone house? They just pick a wall and they go, and they project Home Alone on the Home Alone house or Amityville. I didn't even want to say that out loud. Can, can I say something? Yeah. Home Alone, I loved it as a kid. What the fuck did the dad do for a living where he could, like... Just leave the kid at home by himself? No, like that, he, oh. he could afford to own a mansion, but take, oh. like, 15 people out on a holiday in Christmas. Oh. What the fuck? Maybe he's an oil tycoon. Yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he was a, a computer programmer. 
Yeah, like it's just like not all Americans are rich, right? Like you must be. No, but where do they? <laughs> not all Americans are rich. <laughs> oh my god. Well, you guys, I gotta go home. I gotta go yeah. play. Okay. I don't even have any cards, but I'm in the That's this cheer. band. Well, we're gonna go back home too. We gotta. Wait, oh, are you a musician no. as well? Yeah, I'm in a band called Yachtly Crew. It's all yeah, yacht rock songs. Yeah, you're gonna leave us I've, your cards, maybe. I've got the, I've got the card in the card? freebie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Oh, good. It's in there. Please, please. Yeah, I'm, so I gotta I'm, show them. I'm putting right, this right. together right now. You're in the band. Yeah, yes. it's your band. Yeah, I'm the guy behind the keyboards. And it was my little Easter egg. I'm so happy to hear that, to see that epiphany right there. Because I go, okay, if we're going to have a film festival, I'm going to stick in this quick, like, four-minute thing or whatever it is. And uh, I sh- showed it once before, then I want to make sure I showed it again at the Midas block. So then when my buddy David Bowie comes in, people make that mental connection. Like, wait, he looks familiar. Wait, was he in that Yachtly Crew thing? So it, that was just like a little slow rising revelation. I love the, it's a patient art form, but you know, some people let, you know, like what? And you're able to see the epiphany happen yeah. in front of you. Other people, you don't know who find the Easter eggs. You just don't never know. Do you, do you so com- this was a very good one. Do you compose music as well? Cause I'm always looking for music composers as well. I do. I would talk to Chris though. Chris has gotten, he's had like 40 years experience in doing this. He's composed our feature films. So I think Chris is definitely someone, like the guy who brought in the cubes and stuff. He's the Dutch guy. Oh. Oh, right. Chris is a great, great composer. So I would would definitely approach him first. Please, I'll just Oh, yeah, let me give you. Okay, so my, do you get, okay, so. uh, You guys live out here? Or no? Oh, no, you're going back. I live not far from here. And you're going back. And you're going back home. I'm I'm going back on some fourth year, so. It's a shame because so I, was, if, I was invited to like a film networking event on the day that I'm going. Oh my gosh. I can't, ex- I can't extend my stay though. So this is me, you guys. I'm in Sparato Projecto. So if you want to follow me on there. Cool. Okay. Well, and that's the name of my podcast. I got podcast and a radio show. Cool. So if you guys ever want to be on the... Well, you're on the podcast. You're on this... Your name. Well, I'm, I'm here since Tuesday. Oh, good, good, good. Well, it's take that back, huh? Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> you better believe it. There it is. That's that wise guy right that's there. That's great. Thank you. Oh, is that me? That's not you. No, that's me. That's mine. Awesome. Look at check it out. Check it out. We'll show you. Okay. Oh, we yeah, watch in real time. Well, it's yeah. recording. When's, when's your next gig? Oh, I can't go on right now because it's re- it's recording. When's the next gig? Uh, well, tomorrow it's a private party. Okay. And then um, the next one is I think the twentieth or the twenty first maybe. Oh, wait, that's tomorrow. Wait, tomorrow, 20. Oh, 21st. Uh, it's, it's a is it 21st or something? Oh, good. That's yeah. good. That's so good. they'll be on Saturday then. Well, we got a new booking agent, so ideally we'll play in your. That's great. Please, look. I'm, it's I'm, all love songs. It's so good. Well, you know what? Let, let me know where it is. Well, I'll, I'll get an Uber. Oh, good. I'll get that myself. I'll be hungover tomorrow. I'll be, oh, I'm, not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not bullshitting right now. Well, I got to go drink some water. Well, hey, it could be more. dude, it was a pleasure meeting you, man. Now, please, let everyone know your names. Th- um, we're going to get a good promotion going before That's we go. Great. So give your name, um, your movie, and then just say, you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Hey, what's up? I'm Daniel Gray from The Last Christians, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. I love it. And I'll cut these into little promos, too. Okay, my name is Rajni Sharma. I'm the writer-director of Infernum, and you're listening to... Inspirado Projecto. Inspirado Projecto. All right. Do great. Okay. My no. name is Rajni Sharma. I'm a writer director from the UK, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Yes. 
Inspirato Projecto. Like Inspire Project. Inspirato? Inspirato Projecto. Projecto. Yes, yes. Hi, my name is Fang Fang. I'm an actor from Paris. I'll listen to Inspirato. Say it again. Inspirato Projecto. Inspirato Projecto. I love it. Okay, so say it again. Say it again. I'll listen to Inspirato Projecto. Good. Now from the beginning. You did a great job. Hi, my name is Fang Fang. I'm an actor from Paris. I'll listen to Inspirato Projecto.